0: You're listening to Rabbi Arya Woolley, Director of Torch, the Torah Outreach Resource Center of Houston. This is the Jewish Inspiration Podcast. Welcome back, my dear friends, to a new segment of the short and sweet inspiration. And now we're going to talk about Tu B'Shvat. Tu B'Shvat is the 15th day in the month of Shvat. It is referred to in the Mishnah as the New Year of the Trees. It does not have the status of a regular holiday. It is a day that the Jews celebrate by way of custom. The Jewish custom comes from a very special place. It's the Jewish soul, the essence of who we are. We celebrate the New Year for the trees because the rainy season in Israel, which commences with the festival of Sukkot, takes four months for the rains to saturate the soil, nurture the trees, and start producing the fruit. We celebrate along with the trees, as the Torah says, because man is a tree of the field. This is Deuteronomy twenty nineteen, chapter 20, verse 19, where the Torah tells us man is a tree of the field. What do we know about trees? Don't cut the roots. When the roots are cut from the trees, the result is inevitable so to our Jewish lives. Like a tree, we are nurtured by deep roots as well. Our ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and Leah, and our Torah, those are our roots. Hence the mitzvah commanding the Jews not to cut down fruit trees. We have a commandment not to cut down fruit trees. That means that we have to be very careful not to cut our roots from our ancestors. It is so critically important that we impart to our children the importance of sustaining our Judaism. Our grandparents fought. Our grandparents died for our Judaism to stay intact. We can't let it go. We have to realize that Tu B'Shvat is a time to reinvigorate, to reinforce our identity as Jews and not to let it go. Every mitzvah that one performs counts, and it strengthens our roots. We perform a mitzvah. Take the mitzvah that you have. Just take each single mitzvah that you perform. Don't say, well, I don't perform everything, so therefore it's nothing. No. You take every mitzvah that you do. I want to share with you a quick story. Last Shabbos, we had the privilege of hosting Rabbi Motta Frank. He's one of the leaders in the Breslov movement. He was here in Houston, and he said in such a beautiful story, he said there was an individual who came over to him and said, listen, I'm never going to be able to observe Shabbat. Why? He says, because I'm addicted to smoking. I smoke two packs a day. I can't fathom a concept of me not smoking two packs a day for one full 25-hour period of Shabbos. Sir so Motta Frank says, okay, I'm not going to try to persuade you. I'm not going to try to persuade you. I'm not going to try to influence you. I just want to know how long does it take for you to smoke two packs of cigarettes? So he does a quick calculation. He says it's about two hours. He says, okay, so if cigarettes is the problem, how about the other 23 hours? Look how incredible you are that the other 23 hours of Shabbos you observe. So don't drive your car. Don't turn on the lights. Don't turn off the lights. Don't cook. Smoke your, your cigarettes. That's 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 your thing. Okay, so for two hours out of Shabbos, you don't. But look at the other 23. So this individual thought about it. He's like, "That's right. I am Shabbat observant. Look, I keep 23 hours of Shabbos. It wasn't long before he told his friends, I don't understand. Why do you guys also need to drive? You also need to go here. You also need to go there. Okay, you want to smoke, smoke. But then he realized the hypocrisy that this was his thing, and that was his inspiration to take on more of Shabbos. We sometimes are are hitting ourselves and saying, oh, Judaism is all or nothing. You're either all or you're nothing. It's not true. It's patently false. Judaism is not about all or nothing. Judaism is everything about every step that we take Every mitzvah that we observe is an entire world. An entire world glows from each mitzvah that we observe. Don't minimize them. Understand that Hashem cherishes, Hashem loves, because it's your expression of love to the Almighty. It's like you saying to your beloved spouse, I can't buy you a whole uh, florist shop, so I'm not going to buy you any flowers. Just buy the flowers you can. Express the love as best as you can. Maybe one day you'll be able to advance and up that bouquet of flowers to something more special, but do something to express your love. And that is every mitzvah, every mitzvah that we observe. Tubishvat reminds us that you keep on nurturing the trees. You keep on nurturing the fruits. That's our soul. Our soul is the mitzvah that we observe. We keep on nurturing it with the mitzvahs that we observe. And then it's investing in our produce, bringing quality fruits to the world. Our children are our produce. And the better we are as parents, the more good deeds our children see in us, the more good actions that they identify and they see our children, by the way, see everything that we do. They see, they absorb everything. They say that children are like wet cement. Every imprint lasts forever. When we're good, patient, loving, kind, gentle, friendly, happy parents, our children take it all in. They learn from our everything that we do. So it's our responsibility to invest in our produce. Our trees remind us. You want to take care of those fruits. You want to make sure that they're the best quality fruit, the same as our children. Ensure that we protect them. Ensure that we enhance their life in every way we can. While two of the species, wheat and barley, provide necessary basics in our diet, fruits were given to us for sheer pleasure. Now, I want to before we even talk about that, our sages just tell us that. It's customary to eat fruit on Tu And if at all possible, the fruits should include the seven species from which the land of Israel is blessed. Wheat, barley, figs, pomegranates, grapes, olives, and dates, honey. Some people add as many as 15 different fruits. Using dry fruits to make eating more varieties possible with the aim of reaching a total of 15 fruits in all. It says that the great Kabbalist, the Arizal, would make a Seder with his students, like a Pesach Seder, of all the fruits and connecting all of the different blessings to the different roots of godliness that we can connect with each blessing and infuse those blessings with special prayers One is that our livelihood, and one is that our relationships, and one is that our children, each one, and one is that our Torah, should all be successful. 15, it's the 15th day of the month. Why is it on the 15th day of the month like all Jewish holidays? All Jewish holidays fall out on the 15th of the month. We have Pesach is on the 15th of the month. Shavuot, according to our sages, is the end of the holiday of Pesach. That's like it wraps it up. So that's why even though it's on the sixth day of the month, it's sort of the end cap for Pesach. We have Sukkot, which is on the 15th of the month. We have B'Shvat, and we have Purim that are all on the 15th. Why? Because that's when the moon is the fullest. That's when the blessing is at the fullest. And I want to share with you a beautiful idea. I heard this Shabbos again from Ab Frank. He says, why is the first mitzvah? He says, why is the first mitzvah of the Torah to bless the moon? Of all things, to bless the moon. He says, because the moon, I mean, we, if you think about it, the moon, we should bless it when it's a full moon. Ah. It's a full moon, now we should bless it. No, we see the first little edge of the moon, ah, we say the blessing. He said something so beautiful, open your hearts, my dear friends. He said the Jewish people are compared to the moon. And when you see the slightest virtue of another Jew, say, ah, oh, there's blessing. Blessing. Look for the slightest blessing. Don't wait till oh till he's a perfect person, till he's in his full full bloom. I don't know. You see even the slightest virtue of another Jew, say ah ah here is the blessing. We have to look at every single Jew like that. It's such a magnificent lesson we're teaching the Jewish people right when they leave Egypt. You know what? Every person has virtue. It might be the little little sliver of that moon. You're able to see something good in another person, praise it, acknowledge it, because that is the essence of our people, is seeing the virtue in other people. So let's go back to Tubishvat. Tubishvat is in the middle of the month. So while we're we trying to intake on Tubishvat all of these seven species, trying to add to it new species of fruits, Fruits were given, or say, just tell us, only for pleasure. Wheat and barley were given for sustenance. You need that as a nutrient. You need that so that you can sustain your body. You can live your entire life without an apple. You can t- live your entire life without a pepper or an orange. Do you know why God gave it to you? Because that's a luxury. Why do you get luxury? Luxury is something you don't need It's something that you only get as a sign of love. Hashem loves us so much, he gives us fruits as well. Which is why on Tubishvat B'Shvat we stop and we recognize the fruit. What is the fruit? The special gift of Hashem's love. He didn't need to give us fruit. We can have an enriched life with just bread and water. But you know what? Go look at the supermarket. Go look at the produce aisle. And look at the beautiful symphony of colors. Look at the flavors. Look at the shapes. Each one is a sign of love where the Almighty says, I love you. So on Tu B'Shvat, it's an opportunity to take some time. Acknowledge, appreciate that Hashem didn't give us only the necessities. He also gave us the luxuries. Why? Because Hashem is obsessed with us. He loves us. And he gives us all of the luxuries, even the things we don't need. And then when you do make a blessing on those fruits, we say the blessing of Baruch Atah Hashem Blessed are you Hashem, our God, King of the universe, who creates fruit of the tree. And if possible, you should find a, a fruit that you haven't eaten this entire year and then recite the special blessing of Shehechianu, Baruch atah Hashem. Elokeinu, melech ha'olam, Shehechianu, Vikiyamanu, Vihigianu lazman Haze. Blessed are you, Hashem, King of the universe, who has granted us life, sustained us, and enabled us to reach this special occasion. May it be a day of wonder and renewal for us all. May we draw on its power and let it fill us so much that we can't help but pour it out. Be that bucket that gets refilled. Pour it out so that our waters nurture everyone who is walking the path along with us, whether it's our family, whether it's our neighbors, our friends, our community. Let's not just be a bucket that has but let's replenish and share it with the world. Overflow that gift, that blessing of the month of Shvat, so that we can continue to nurture everyone. We can continue to nurture ourselves. Make sure we take care of ourselves and connect to God on the highest level possible. Have a beautiful Tuba Shabbat, my dear friends, and have an amazing Shabbos. Thank you so much.